0: Make the magic happen? Alright, boys, let's do this. Paga Wasamfa, Showtime.
1: Hey, Flash, give me a go no go for launch. In the pipe, five by five, five. Word. Gotta go talk to the big guy. Hey, little man,
2: what's up?
0: Ooh, any dance That's why you're a pro, baby. D, hey, sit rep. We're in the green. Deck is cute. First break in six minutes. Go, go, go,
1: go, 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 go,
0: we are go in five, four, three, two. Hello, and welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Toonami Retrospective. This time we will be covering 2006 and 2007. I am your host, Sketch, and joining me
2: is. Arthur. How's it going? How you guys doing? We good. Mac Attack or Rebel Cheese, I go by both.
3: And you can just call me Matt. A.K.A. the guy
0: who got all the questions for Jason DeMarco.
1: <laughs>
3: there were actually two Matts. it wasn't just me.
0: Yeah, but he only asked one question.
3: <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Well, 2006 and
0: 2007... It was largely the same lineup of shows because Teen Titans, Duel Masters, Zatch Bell, Naruto, One Piece, and Bobo Bo were fairly persistent throughout all two of those years. Uh, along with that, when we started 2006, we were in the middle of the first season of IGPX. Justice League Unlimited had just gone on a break, but would return soon to finish out its final season. And DBZ Uncut was airing in the earlier hours, and that quickly switched to the Saban episodes, allegedly for bad ratings, though it's also been said that it may have been content. I'm willing to believe either. Shortly after that, DBZ left, and the weeknight lineup of Cartoon Network started playing Dragon Ball Z Frieza Saga episodes. Along with rerunning One Piece, which also was rerunning in Maguzi. One Piece in Maguzi, while it was fitting, it was sort of blurring the lines between Toonami and Maguzi. They'd always been sharing Teen Titans, or at least most of the time they'd been sharing Teen Titans, but that was really the only show that was on both. So this started the, shall we say, merging of Maguzi and Toonami material. Well, personally, I didn't like it at the time. Also prevalent throughout the year, we had Naruto and Zatch Bell recap specials. Actually, the first Zatch Bell one aired in uh, 2005, after episode 26. That was Zatch and Kiyo's Odyssey. Then they did the actual Naruto recap episode that was an actual episode. (laughs) And then they did another Zatch Bell one friends getting stronger which covered 27 through 52 and for whatever reason they decided to make a naruto recap special called the adventures of naruto oh and everyone else too yeah i don't, I don't know what was what the deal was with viz in these hour-long recap specials <laughs> that they were doing for both of those shows but i suppose because they largely aired one day a week they were helpful i recall the naruto one actually did very well as all naruto (laughs) things do and speaking of all things naruto doing well there were quite a few naruto marathons
2: yeah there were
0: (laughs) yes on to new additions to the year with oh boy (laughs) the one the only show that lasted two episodes
2: Woolen Warriors. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that one.
0: Lin, 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 Warriors.
3: Yeah. That was
2: an epic fail.
3: <laughs> yeah. When I heard, when I first heard about that show, I was like, "Ronin Warriors coming back?" Oh no, it's a totally different show. That's not even remotely as good.
0: No,
2: no. Not even remotely
3: similar.
0: For those who are not aware, Woolen Warriors was a taiwanese puppet show that was brought over is a very popular show in taiwan it was brought over just a handful of episodes were reformatted to this new series woolen warriors and it was embarrassing oh. if those puppet shows which i hear had puppet sex were actually decent this was not I know. This is definitely one of those cases that it was something that the Tsunami crew wanted nothing to do with. But at that point, they largely had no control over what was there. And that's a darn shame.
2: <laughs> well, market forces at work, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wounded uh, Warriors, that was a thing for just two weeks. And I guess it did so bad. And rightfully so. <laughs> That they they up and got rid of it real quick, but there was a promo. Oh,
2: don't play the promo! <laughs> don't play the I mean, promo! The only, you should the only, know by uh, now
0: when you tell me not uh, to do something, it just makes me want to do it more. But but I will go against those instincts just this once and probably not do that.
2: No, no, please,
0: please! You're you're just convincing me to do it more.
1: You're gonna have an HR meeting play around.
2: You do it. The and oh, Warriors I, I, was the one thing that t- not even Toonami <laughs> was able to make look cool. Let's just leave it at that.
0: Wow, that is an accomplishment because they actually made Yu-Gi-Oh look pretty good.
3: <sighs> yeah. I think the only show that lasted shorter than Wulin Warriors was uh, Bakugan, and we're jumping way ahead going there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But that only lasted one week. This at least lasted two weeks.
0: Yeah so there was obviously intention of playing more but it, nope a lot of shows in this year of toonami and even yeah particularly in this year of toonami lasted just a handful of episodes before getting pulled yeah among them they played transformers cybertron for six episodes it took up a dual masters time slot for just six weeks as once again, we say that Hasbro pretty much owns 7 p.m. Now, let's talk about easily the greatest thing that happened in 2006. Tsunami was proud to present a month of Miyazaki films. The Studio Ghibli films, including Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Laputa, Castle in the Sky, and Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind.
2: All four of those were classics in their own rights. Spirit Away is questionable as an action film, but...
0: Yeah, I, they, I kind of... Mm.
2: But it was the Oscar winner. It was. It is the most famous of Miyazaki's work stateside. It kind of had to air.
0: They played yeah. Spirited Away a lot.
1: Yeah, they did. A lot.
0: <laughs> they were going to play Princess Mononoke twice, but ended up not doing that, probably because of content but they played it once and props to them for doing that because they played it they played it uncut it was TV-14 and wow
2: <laughs> yeah there's a there's a scene early on where a guy gets his head hit by an arrow and his oh. head just falls right
1: off
2: <laughs> yeah they, they they were not kidding no. nope.
0: nope there's a strict what? policy of no cuts with Miyazaki's films.
2: No,
1: you can't cut that.
0: Ever since uh, Warriors of the Wind. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> was Nausicaä uncut?
0: Yeah. Oh, Nausicaä
2: yeah. was uh, uncut, yes. They uncut. didn't play Warriors of the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they played the actual movie with Patrick Stewart and, Mark and a host of other celebrities. No, Shia, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. The... Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was in Nausicaä's dub. And I can't remember. Wasn't the
0: James name. Vanderbeek the kid in uh, Castle in the Sky? Yes. And considering that was Mayumi Tanaka in Japan, now imagine Luffy voiced by James Vanderbeek.
2: Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it'd pro- be
0: better than four kids.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, the, the, the strange thing about the Castle in the Sky dub was that the characters got aged up a little bit in terms of voices. Oh. They they made the kids a little older in the English version. I think they were referred to as like 14 or 15 instead of you know, 11 or 12 like in Japan.
1: Hmm. you mm-hmm. didn't
0: know that. Pulled a Digimon.
2: Probably Dude, because made... of the violence that happens in that film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can't really show that kind of violence happening to junior high kids. Yeah, that was quite an exciting month. And uh, oddly enough, a month without Naruto. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Naruto took a break while those movies were running, I think. Yeah, yep, I think you're did. right about that. Also, yeah, so that support.
0: made for a very strange schedule where they would end up playing these classic movies followed by Zatch Bell or Bobo Bo. Or Zatch Bell and Bobo Bo.
2: Yeah, classic hmm. movies followed by General Insanity.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's certainly a memorable month, and definitely a like, proud moment for Tsunami.
1: I like the Nausicaa Pomo.
0: Oh, all those promos were fantastic.
1: I mean, I asked Jason a question about that a while back about the Pomo. They mixed the um, the original music from Nausicaa to in the Pomo and in the bumpers, which yeah. I wow, it was just I just liked the beat to that track.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, Howard Parker did the voiceover for the promos for those. Yes, he guests, did. Who is currently the voiceover guy for *Tsunami*? Okay. However, little he may be used in the future.
3: <laughs> wow. The week might... after Motomi we already had another Naruto marathon.
0: Yeah, so you kind of wonder if they even needed to take a break on dubbing or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they ran the Naruto episodes that were passed over for February when Naruto came back in March, he just ran all the episodes in one shot. <coughs> Excuse me. That
0: was actually March and April. Month of Miyazaki no. was March for the
3: ninth anniversary of Toonami.
2: Oh, I thought it was February. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. Hey,
3: no problem. Yeah, Month of Miyazaki was weird. It didn't start at the beginning of March. It started in the middle of March into the middle of April.
0: Yeah. Mm. It was technically still a month, but... They basically played Spirit Away on Toonami the day after Toonami's birthday. Mm. My birthday, actually.
2: (laughs) Well, that's a nice birthday present. For sure. So I think
0: we can all agree that it was a magnificent time to watch Toonami.
2: Oh, yeah. That whole month, yes. Yeah, the only media thing that's ever happened on my birthday that I can remember was that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiered <clears throat> on my birthday last year. I think Matt got the better deal. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: Probably. Back in 2005, they brought back Maroni Kenshin on my birthday. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> got the best deal of all. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It was still kind of a raw deal because the good part of Gundam Seed got jettisoned to Friday night at that point.
2: Oh, that's true. So it
0: was you know, it was it was a good deal and a bad deal at the same time, so it kinda of evened out. Well
2: pe people people who didn't know about the time slot change didn't get to find out that Kigali and Kira were brother and sister. I just can imagine the shipping awkwardness that resulted. <laughs> <laughs> I actually shipped kira kagali before the reveal oh boy. and i was just like oh so this is what luke leia people felt like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: probably
0: <laughs> continuing on to general programming uh, around this time of april dbz returned after being jettisoned from the weeknight lineup because Adult Swim was covering more of the time slots and they were rearranging the primetime schedule. Also, around that time, Zatch Bell rerunned in Maguzi, replacing One Piece. Uh, One Piece also left weekday nights around that time. And uh, then getting back to Tsunami. With the return of DBZ, we also had Ultimate Avengers.
2: Ultimate Avengers, the Marvel movie that had more swatskas in it than Earth, Mightiest Heroes, and the Captain America live-action movie combined.
0: Hmm. (laughs) You've been waiting to say that one.
2: (laughs) Yes, I was. You could tell.
0: I remember liking Ultimate Avengers pretty well.
2: Oh, yeah. I liked the movie, too, especially the battle at the end. That was... One of the most intense fights ever aired on Toonami of anything, I think. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm re-
0: I don't remember the movie super super well. I remember that Giant Man was a jerk.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's keeping in stride with his ultimate counterpart.
0: The thing about the Ultimates is they were the Avengers, but they were they were jerkier versions of the Avengers.
2: Yes. If you let me wear my comic geek hat Go on ahead. for a second, yeah, the, the what they did with the Ultimate Avengers movies was that they transferred a lot of the mainstream personalities, but dressed them up in the way in their Ultimate appearances for the movie. So it was like the movie was a combination of both the Ultimate and the mainstream comic versions of the characters. It wasn't true for everyone. Like you said, Giant Man was a jerk, which was true. In the Ultimate Comics, but they toned it down a little bit. They also turned out toned down the Hulk to a degree. And the Ult Ultimate Hulk is a cannibal, believe it or not. Oh. And for obvious reasons, they couldn't go go with go that route. So. Yeah, I was not aware of that. Ooh. Yeah. So they they ha- mostly went six one six with their with the characters' personalities, but they had them look like their Ultimate counterparts.
0: They continued the superhero movie thing with uh, Superman Brainiac Attacks. I think this was timed around when uh, Superman Returns hit theaters. I think so. And this movie was done in the DCAU style, but is not... It sucked. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah, I don't remember hating it, but it certainly wasn't that good.
2: And it's not exactly canon with the dcau either it doesn't match up
0: which is probably a good thing
2: yeah it looks like a dcau movie but it's not yeah it was D- dc's first direct-to-video animated film and unfortunately marvel had him beat with this one
0: well i wouldn't say it was their first because their first to videos was stuff like
2: uh sub-zero and well what i meant was the modern wave of it
0: Ah, the modern wave of it yeah yeah i mean that was before superman doomsday but yeah 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 at this time marvel was definitely doing a better job with the dtvs though they're all still largely so so (laughs) yeah
2: ultimate Uh, avengers isn't perfect but it, it it was at least fun to watch and it had some Pretty intense action sequences, especially at the very beginning. And the, there was a World War II sequence, which had a very nice battle to it. And, of course, the fight at the end, which I won't describe in detail because it's spoiler mm.
0: I should rewind back a little bit because this was slightly after Justice League Unlimited finished. And, wow the final two episodes of that show were really good it really tied together multiple plot threads it's basically it it concluded the story that arguably began in superman the animated series with dark yeah it's it's real too bad that show didn't get another season
2: <laughs> well In a sense, this was an in between season anyway because it all took place before the third season took place before Epilogue, which was the ending of season two. So it's like an in between type of deal here where they were filling in blanks and they filled them in really nicely.
0: Yeah, that is true. Mm. Actually, way back at the beginning of the year, they played the final handful of episodes of Teen Titans, which I feel if they had ended the show at episode 64. That would have been just fine.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, things change. Yeah, which actually tight. premiered on the Goosey. <laughs> ch- 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 changes.
1: Yeah.
0: In the episode in which Beast Boy finds a girl that looks like Tara and probably is Tara,
1: who yeah. is
0: trying to forget her past, and she's telling him, Leave me alone It's like, Oh what? Come on. Uh, This is supposedly a
2: reference to some anime. Mm. I liked it to a degree because it's just an unorthodox way to end something. And it was powerful in its own right because it kind of sent home a a very important message that kids need to learn, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes life isn't perfect. Sometimes you're not going to get your way no matter how hard you try. The only thing you can do is just move on things change, which is, of course, was the title. Which is also like, the title
0: of the very first episode of the 2003 Ninja Turtles.
2: <laughs> that is also true. Now, that reference was to how this that series wasn't going to be the same as the classic series, but that's mm-hmm. going off topic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Though around uh, – sometime around this year, Cartoon Network – Jettisoned Ninja Turtles to 6 A.M. and then just stopped playing it.
2: Yeah, the sad part is that they didn't even get into the season three and four and five episodes either.
0: They did get mostly through season three. Oh, they um, did? Yeah. They they didn't quite finish season three, but they never got to season four. And even though there was some press release at some point with Forkid saying that Fast Forward would be on Cartoon Network, it never actually was good riddance yeah you know honestly in retrospect it's probably better this way because it was it was totally downhill when they got to fast forward Uh oh still i would have liked them to at least play the season four episodes on toonami i mean they had plenty of places they could have stuck them
2: (laughs) see the 2003 ninja turtle series never airing on toonami at all is a tragedy
0: it truly is it truly truly is i would say that is also true of x-men evolution but i can't remember if cartoon network actually played every episode of that show
2: they played most of them i think i don't know if they finished the final season but i know they ran the first three on weekday nights
0: yeah it was probably one of those cases where they just stopped playing it and decided not to
2: get more they
1: played the shit out of that show a lot. I remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did on weekday nights. Yeah. Again, never on Toonami. Curious. <laughs> but oh well. Oh well. Let's see. Where was I?
2: Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> Pokemon Chronicles. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, before, yeah. <laughs> oh God.
0: So this this was honest. This was the first nail in the coffin for me. This oh. was. And yeah. I like Pokemon. I do. I like Pokemon. But up until this point, barring a few weeks of Yu-Gi-Oh! and the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie and a couple of Pokemon movies and the Duel Masters run, which was still very much a satire, so it, kinda, it was kind of a sarcastic take on the whole toy battle game concept. But this was Pokemon. This was just Pokemon. And for the longest time, Toonami avoided playing Pokemon. And this is probably a case where now that Sean and Jason don't have any control of what's going to air on Toonami, Cartoon Network's like, well, Pokemon's anime. Let's put it on Toonami.
2: Yeah, Pokemon and Toonami don't really mix. Mix.
3: No. I mean, yes and no. I know Jason's on record for saying he didn't mind Pokemon airing when it did.
0: I mean, Pokemon, if you're, if you're going to play any of those shows, then Pokemon or Digimon. But still, eh, just the the thing about that is, and we all pretty much saw it coming. As soon as Pokemon entered the scene, you, you knew it was just <sighs> going to continue to absorb tsunami. <laughs> and it well, didn't this was take when
3: long. WB uh, gave up on Pokemon, so Cartoon Network started going crazy with it exactly yeah. Um, yeah
2: around this was around the time that the dub actors got changed over i think or it was the next yep. year no it was this year
0: yeah it was that year battle frontier premiered later in the year oh well this is around summer Maguzi started playing pokemon advanced challenge <laughs> skipping over yep. quite a few seasons from the last time cartoon network played pokemon which was an odd choice, but eh, they were warming up for Battle Frontier, which would be sort of the end of Advanced. So Pokemon came in, and it did not take long before it started taking up two time slots. First thing it did, it booted Duel Masters with one episode left. You're killing me. You couldn't just let Duel Masters air one more episode? Ugh.
2: And then, turn me apart, Lisa.
0: Yeah. Then right after that, it boots DBZ. DBZ! Pokemon boots DBZ.
1: Boo! Yeah. yeah.
3: That is an <laughs> that, that 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 un- that unacceptable development. <laughs> Although it was would... the Garlic Jr. saga, so...
0: <laughs>
1: eh,
3: that, that's true. Then came
0: the most painful blow in the history of Toonami, besides losing Toonami. Yeah, IGPX, the show made for Toonami, is not allowed to finish on Toonami. It is put on Friday nights, admittedly not at a terrible time slot of midnight, and paired with DBZ. So it was kind of a mini Toonami block, and it even got a promotion that it was moving, which they probably had to beg for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the other shows that got booted off Toonami, like Gundam Seed or Yu Yu Hakusho, they didn't get promo that they were getting moved there. Rony Kenshin back in uh, 2003 when it was moved to SVES wasn't promo that was going there. So it was a nice gesture at least to at least tell viewers that IGPX was moving there.
0: And because this was such a abrupt schedule change, all they did was shift a few things and added an extra episode of One Piece, which was in reruns at the time. So Toonami at that point was double Pokemon, Zatch Bell. Double Naruto, double One Piece, Bobo Bo.
2: Not the great schedule, no.
0: No. No, not a great schedule. Not a great schedule at all. Oh, and occasionally another Naruto Marathon because oh. they were very <laughs> fond of those, as we mentioned before. In fact, uh, sure got ratings. Yeah, roughly around that time they had a Naruto Marathon sort of to promote Toonami Jetstream.
1: Oh
2: okay. Yeah. I guess we could sh- we should try that fit in, in there now since we're in summer when Jetstream launched.
0: Yes, Toonami Jetstream launched with it was a co-venture between Viz Media, who was really buddy buddy with Toonami at the time, <clears throat> and Cartoon Network. And they streamed Naruto, they streamed uh Megas XLR, they premiered streamed Prince of Tennis and Mare. And Hikaru Nogo, which had previously aired on Imagine Asian TV, I believe. I think you're right. Uh, Samurai Jack and Vegas XLR were on there. I think that was the initial lineup. I don't think they had... Did they have Zatch Bell right off the bat? I don't think they did. No, they didn't. That no. came
2: later. Yeah, Zatch didn't show up until 2007, I think.
0: Yeah, later on they added Zatch Bell... Pokemon. Uh, four Kids, One Piece.
2: Good Transformers Animated.
0: DBZ. Yeah, Transformers Animated got on there at, at a point. Uh, I remember the being the
3: Ocean Dub Dragon Ball Z when it was on Jetstream 2.
0: Yeah, they went back to Ocean Dub again because they were starting <laughs> it from the beginning. <laughs> and they promised IGPX, but were never showing it. Probably, I think they just didn't have the streaming rights, because it took them years and years and years and years to get the streaming rights, apparently. And uh, Zoid's Genesis was a series that Viz was supposed to provide, but never did.
2: That is interesting, because apparently Zoid's Genesis was completely dubbed, but it's never really aired. Really? Really?
0: it was completely dubbed that is apparently crazy
2: huh. but we there's it hasn't really been shown and the studio and voice director attached to it are not well regarded <laughs> so it could have oh. been a case that the dub was they let's put um if you've ever seen the monsoono dub yeah same studio dubs Zoe Genesis apparently interesting same director very interesting
0: uh, I should mention that Tsunami Jetstream Swan Song as it were was Kiba which was an ADV show but it seemed to be licensed by Upper Deck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ADV's Swan Song in a way. <laughs> and I that too. Poor because ADV. it was right after the Sojitz disaster which is something for another podcast. <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah. Kiba was interesting because it uh, it appeared shortly before Toonami went off the air. I'm gonna say people were like, "Why well, isn't this just on Toonami?" Because <laughs> it was honestly pretty good.
2: Yeah, it was a very different type of toy show because they put the plot and the characters first instead of the instead of the monsters that the game was supposed to be advertising, and it ran completely uncut other than swear words being removed. There was blood. The full opening and ending sequences were played, hmm. which was cool because, uh, one, the opening artist to two of the Gundam Seed openings, Nami Tamaki got her opening for Kiba, completely played uncut. And also the first closer for Kiba did the second closer for Gurn Lagann. Hmm. And we got to hear both songs in full.
0: Which is a rare thing with tsunami. Even stuff on Jetstream.
2: Yep. Yeah, Mare and uh, Prince of Tennis had edited opening and ending sequences.
0: Yeah. Mare had a particularly odd combination of original music, uh, dub music, and then just moving music. And then <clears throat> Prince of Tennis, allegedly somebody who was working on the show just wanted to make music for it, so they did. And... Uh, Not super fond of that development, to be
3: honest. I remember the Mare ending having quotes in the ending. They actually have quotes from the show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome!
2: (laughs) Yes, that one. Yes, I remember that very well. Ginta. Spike Uh, Spencer. (laughs) Mare had a good dub, if I remember right. I mean, Spike Spencer was pretty good as Ginta. wendy lee was wendy uh, which well, dorothy sorry yeah <laughs> dorothy the witch
0: rice paffenbrook was jack
2: that was one of his first roles and uh oh wow who was babbo michael mcconaughey yeah michael mcconaughey i think that's how you say his name yeah and uh, michelle ruff was princess snow one that that was one of the first times Michelle Ruff had ever been asked to play cute, so now she has to play cute characters all the time. So <laughs> go figure, <laughs> Harbinger of the future. I guess so. And Prince of Tennis, the guy who played
0: Ryoma, his name escapes me. He's pretty much never done any other anime. I'm not gonna Don't, take the time I'm to
2: look this. it up. I'm looking it up. Yeah, ah, so Of course, I,
0: somebody's going to look it up.
2: I think Anime News Network is down as of this recording, so it's going to be difficult.
3: To oh, I found it. Out. Oh, you uh, did? David
2: Neil Black. David Neil Black. I have no clue who he is.
0: Like I said, I'm pretty sure he hasn't done any other anime. Uh, that was recorded at Salami Studios. Yeah, it had Sam Regal and Kirk, Thor- Kirk Thornton playing a teenager. That's always uh, awkward.
2: He had to do it again for Sword Art Online. Yeah, yeah,
0: he did. Well, no, Klein. Klein's an adult. Well,
2: young adult, but still. Yeah,
0: I've, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm more willing to give it to Klein, but he was uh, the glasses guy on Prince of Tennis, <clears throat> like the captain. Prince of Tennis reused a lot of voices. David Lodge was, like, every jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following along with uh, shows that did not last very long, Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, which seemingly lasted eight
2: episodes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, eight episodes and a couple of extra ones later in the year, I think.
3: Yeah. a uh, return next year because of the Movie. Fantastic Four, or rather, The Silver Surfer coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Because once yeah. again, they do that a lot.
2: <laughs> yep. It didn't, yeah. Not to really, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but it was not the best representation of the Fantastic Four that I think it could have been. It was animated by Moonscoop, which did Code Lyoko, but it was done in, two, in an anime-style, two-dimensional It had a weird um, color palette. Look. Yeah, I, it was trying to evoke anime, but not go all the way. Yeah, and, and the result was characters the characters were oddly tan. Yeah, <laughs> and they were—they had very rigid faces. <clears throat> yeah, if I remember, they—they. You
0: they, uh, remember Mister all... Fantastic's voice? <laughs> that guy could not emote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he couldn't. They—they <laughs> they found a good voice actor for the thing, though
0: oh yeah definitely uh i think it was brian dobson
2: yeah it was this was a canadian voice acting thing oh okay yeah it was recorded in vancouver and
0: uh david k i recall was uh dr doom no that was paul dobson oh paul dobson yeah that's right
2: Uh, brother versus brother
0: yeah (laughs) ah about that right around that time david k would have moved to los angeles okay silly me but yeah, that show I I wanted to like it, but it was boring. I don't I don't know what it is about it, but for a superhero show, it was
2: surprisingly boring.
1: There was eh
2: the only fun episodes were was anything involving a Hulk. I I remember right.
0: Oh yeah. Like the,
2: the first one with the Hulk and the Thing going at it, that one was actually fun, and then they had She-Hulk pop up later which was also an episode centered around the thing where she was replacing him and that one was fairly entertaining too but the rest of the episodes i've seen were pretty bland
0: yeah mm-hmm. not not so great continuing with more superheroes uh in the fall around september Tsunami premiered team titans trouble in tokyo in which the Teen Titans go to Tokyo to track down the Brosh Shogun. Uh, this
2: was the true finale for Teen Titans. I Yeah. and it settled a lot of relationship questions for shippers if I remember right and probably it did end things on a fairly happy note.
0: Robin got I so was... jealous when Starfire kissed that Japanese guy to learn Japanese. <laughs> That that was
1: funny. Just his eyes,
0: huh? <laughs> and I think yeah. that Japanese guy was Yuri Lowenthal.
2: Yuri Lowenthal is the master of accents. Uh-huh. I I'm playing a video game right, a World War II video game right now, and he's both an American soldier you fight with and a German soldier you're trying to kill, which is interesting. Yeah, he does a does a pretty good German.
0: Uh, but Teen Titans, Trouble in Tokyo, they played that movie a lot on Cartoon Network.
1: <laughs> I think they're going to play it again on Boomerang pretty soon.
2: I've seen promos yeah. on Boomerang.
0: Really? They? Yeah. That seems to be the only thing that they still have from that Teen Titans.
2: Yeah. They played uh, Trouble in Tokyo a lot over the years. They were still playing it uh, last year before the Teen Titans Go cartoon started up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They ah. were
2: still playing it.
1: They even played the the the, the TV series uh, before
2: Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the TV series was brought back briefly, I think, too. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it was. They seem to have something going on with superheroes in uh, October. This is the, October 14th of 2006. They played an encore of Ultimate Avengers, along with the final two episodes of Justice League Unlimited, encoring for, I believe, the first time. And also a new Fantastic Four. So besides Pokemon, it was nothing but superheroes. (laughs) Yay. That must have been in correlation with something. But in the other weeks of the month, October 21st, they played Ultimate Avengers 2. And on October 28th, they played Hellboy Sword of Storms. Which fits into a Halloween theme as well as a comic hero theme.
2: Yeah. Ultimate Avengers 2, I'm not going to talk so much about other than it wasn't quite as memorable as the first one had something Hellboy's, to do with
0: black panther
2: yeah black panther was in it the Chitari, which is important for people who watched it to oh, the 2012 that right. was the Chitari. yeah the 2012 who well, the were the aliens in the first yep yeah. they were the in both ultimate avengers movies and they were the villains of the live-action avengers Six years later, so, huh? Interesting. And Hellboy: Swords of Storms was basically a hundred percent awesome, start to finish. Nothing much else that can be said.
0: The Hellboy sort of uh, Hellboy Sword of storms was one of two Hellboy movies that premiered in the U.S. on Toonami. They were produced by Stars Media, a film Roman. And it seemed like they may have been precursors to a, a potential Hellboy series, which sadly never came to be.
2: But they
0: were rad. This was exactly the kind of thing we wanted to see on Toonami.
2: Yep. Oh, to, right to the very end, people were praying that Hellboy's cartoon would be announced and would start running on Toonami. Sadly, the times probably passed for it to show up now on the new Adult Swim Toonami, but... It still would be nice.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it would. I sure. would love to see those play again. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would uh, also involve talking to Stars Media, and perhaps they could get something else while they're at it. Get <laughs> <Would,
1: laughs> them! I, I had have, something in my throat there.
3: Would um, they also have to talk with Disney, too? Uh... Hellboy? Hellboy? No, no, Hellboy's oh, not, Hel- owned oh. not owned by Disney. not Marvel. Oh,
1: no.
0: oh,
2: yeah, if they were to get that. any of the Marvel stuff back, they would have to talk to Disney. Okay, I was yeah, I a good look of that. I would that definitely put the right
0: on, I would think, any of those Sony-produced <laughs> Marvel anime. So yeah, the right. very night that we got Hellboy Sword of Storms, on the bright side, we lost a Pokemon, but we gained Yu-Gi-Oh! GX.
1: Yay.
0: Game on. Get your name on.
2: From now, Yu-Gi-Oh GX didn't start from the very beginning on Toonami. It actually ran first, premiering uh,
0: episode 78 onward, because the first two
2: seasons ran on Maguzi. Yep. And the interesting part about that season of Yu-Gi-Oh GX is they stopped playing the script straight and they started going for a parody style, not unlike Duel Masters.
0: Yeah, I I remember people thinking like, are they taking tips with little Kariba for these scripts? <laughs> there were uh there were definitely were some amusing lines at that point. I guess they decided that if it worked for Duel Masters I largely ignored Yu Gi Oh G X, to be completely honest.
2: Yeah.
3: When but the I did seasons. watch
0: it, I think it was uh the Magoozi days.
1: I've yeah. watched it once in a while.
2: But it was more fun when they started doing the Duel Masters imitation, I think.
0: I would. <laughs> I still say that I'm more willing to watch a show about card games in a school than about card games saving the world.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> card games are serious business, what can I say? Yeah,
0: Definitely. And that was also the night that Pokemon Battle Frontier came to Tudami, hey. replacing Pokemon Chronicles, which finished the week before. And these were just, uh, well, this particular episode, I think, was actually new. And then beyond that, they just started over from the beginning because it was premiering on Saturday mornings.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Battle of Frontier was the first season of the the new dub that That was done by Pokemon USA themselves instead of using the four kids actors. It gets some bad um, reception because of it, but for what they had to do, I thought the actors did okay. It was alright. Yeah. We got to see the Kanto region again, which was probably a good thing, Mm -hmm. I would say. Nostalgic. Mm -hmm.
1: Nostalgic.
0: When they got tired of playing Fantastic Four, they brought back The Batman for Season 2 episodes, which lasted six episodes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The sad thing is, just as The Batman was getting better, they yanked it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they
0: played two Dragon Ball Z movies that they hadn't prior. Uh, Fusion Reborn, in which everyone wondered...
1: When, Who's like... Hitler? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Wrath of the Dragon. Now, Fusion Reborn is personally one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z movies.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I agree. I really uh, enjoyed the brief moment where Frieza attacks <laughs> Gohan when he's Man. great Saiyan age. And
1: yeah. Gohan
0: <laughs> wrecks him in one hit. <laughs> punch and just <laughs> utterly destroys him which honestly makes you wonder why Frieza seemed to be any bit difficult for Goku in at the uh, later part of GT but that's GT
3: yeah I really don't count GT
0: we never really talked about that actually the uh, Super Android 17 saga of Dragon Ball GT was easily the best part of that show
2: yeah, yeah. The reason why we're not talking about Dragon Ball GT is that Dragon Ball GT does not exist. It is a figment of our imaginations.
0: Yeah, but wasn't it great to see Frieza and up? I swear they were like an old married couple.
2: <laughs> I consider this Toei fan fiction they try to pass off as official product. Yeah.
0: And Wrath of the Dragon, it's pretty forgettable. Uh, it involves Trunks' sword to some extent, Mm. they're both it's an okay movie
1: it's all yeah.
0: right. goku learns the super dragon fist which i think they changed the name something they changed to the dragon fire that's a weird dragon change it's a weird change
3: almost as weird as um the kai
1: dub when mm-hmm. piccolo doesn't call it um is uh i forgot the name on conco yeah. yeah instead of his uh it's been so long since i've seen dbc special Cannon. Mm yeah thank you well
0: the thing with kai is they keep switching between the proper translation and the dub terms
1: (laughs) yeah
0: oh well uh i guess i can forgive them because this was on thanksgiving weekend and nobody really cares what airs that week but Tony Hawk in Boom Boom Sabotage.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> which was animated by Mainframe, so there's that. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it was still <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Why would they give Tony Hawk? Ho- I mean, Tony Hawk was such a big name, not necessarily that year, but in years prior. So this actually seemed a bit a, a little bit late for his fame, but at the. Didn't they? Uh, didn't
1: they do game reviews for his games too? In the past? One
0: or one or two. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is just a movie that it may have actually been in a package deal with those DBZ movies because Funimation was the licensor.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Go figure. But why? <laughs> why? Because uh, it's actiony they couldn't give him one of the dragon ball z movie they didn't air yet uh i don't uh, know man yeah at that point they had never played any of the
0: brawlies they had never played bojack i don't know why uh night they didn't even air uh, super android 13 that's right they didn't they stopped at return of cooler mm. i don't know reasons And around this time, One Piece left Toonami. It had been in reruns pretty much all year. So uh, I believe around that time in the UK, on Toonami UK, they were playing new 4Kids episodes of One Piece. So people were generally thinking that One Piece was just done and it was never going to air again. And it was replaced by The Prince of Tennis and Mare coming over from Jetstream. They started on December 23rd of all weeks, at days before Christmas, so it was kind of a Christmas present, I guess. <laughs>
2: and they made the dunderheaded decisions to have the episode the show skip around.
0: Yeah, they skipped episodes in a very odd manner. Maybe as kind of just to give it a taste to the audience, so they'd go watch it on Jetstream, or maybe they fully intended to start premiering episodes, but jumping ahead didn't seem to work very well, so they redacted that choice and started them over, and eventually they only played about 15 episodes each, which is really a shame because... That that was sabotage. It there is no other way to put it. If they thought that was a good idea, they were idiots. <laughs> I mean Prince of Tennis isn't an easy sell to begin with, so no. <laughs> trying to play it that way is just asinine. Mare is a yes. show that really it should have just gone to Toonami in the first place. They didn't need to put that on Jetstream. It was the kind of generic shonen that people were gonna watch. <laughs> yep. It's really too bad. And once again, they play Spirit Away and Sword of Storms for New Year's Eve's Eve, the day before New Year's Eve. And that's 2006. I feel like 2006 was an uneven year with very high highs and very low lows.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yep. kind of telling that it starts off basically with Spirit Away and then ends with Boom Boom sabotage because that's <laughs> kind of what happened <laughs> at the <laughs> end to the block. Uh-huh.
0: So we start out 2007 carrying over pretty much the same schedule. Zatch Bell left because it ran out of dubbed episodes. And at that point, it never came back. And you really have to wonder if it just stopped getting good ratings because it seemingly was one of the highest-rated shows around that time, at least for Toonami.
1: Yep.
0: It... Eh. I'm, I'm honestly more willing to believe that Yu Yu Show started getting bad ratings than I am to believe that Zatch mm-hmm. got bad ratings.
2: Um, it, As a coda to Satch Bell, they did start running new episodes on Jetstream near the end of Toonami and Jetstream's run.
0: Are you sure? Because I thought that they took it off before then.
2: No, they did. They started running new episodes. Hmm. Like post-episode 70, 78 or whenever it is that they stopped. Interesting. They actually did start running new ones.
0: In Canada on Bionics, which was kind of like Adult Swim action <clears throat> plus Toonami for most of its existence they got to episode 100 on Zatch Bell but for whatever reason they never brought it back on Tsunami and that's that's just too bad because they finished Boba Bo of all shows <laughs> yeah
2: yeah they finished it that one in the fall mhm
0: mm. so come March 2007 Tsunami Whoa. celebrates its 10th anniversary with a month of movies yeah kind of a tradition huh they played the invincible iron man hellboy blood and iron and two of stan lee's projects mosaic and condor (laughs) hellboy blood and iron was easily the best thing there agreed yep uh i liked invincible iron man it it was kind of a weird version of the mandarin
2: but certain they won't even run the mandarin at all in the live action films <laughs> might as well might as well just take it
0: that and, was back when they
2: were they were still brave enough to take chances i guess yeah yep
0: that is true I kind of liked condor it was fairly generic superhero origin story stuff it seemed a bit like the rocket racer storyline from (laughs) spider-man particularly spider-man the animated series but the guy was was he he was latino wasn't he so that was different I i don't i don't know there was swearing People were excited about that. Oh, yeah, there (laughs) was. There were naughty words. Naughty, naughty words. And then Mosaic. Uh... gosh, you (laughs) think? Yeah. That was the catchphrase.
1: Uh,
0: Anna Paquin, who was in the X-Men movies earlier as Rogue, she played the... Lead character in this story about a girl who developed powers and was learning how to control them, and she was, she was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she was just not a good character, and her catchphrase was "Golly gosh, you think?" <laughs> <laughs> and that
2: because,
0: uh... yeah.
2: I don't know whether to blame that on her or blame that on bad writing. Well
0: obviously bad writing. I blame
1: her, bad writing. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that helped, one's not me how to make actress. that
2: promo.
1: <laughs> no, she's not a bad actress.
2: She was actually in the dub for Lapita Castle in the Sky, I think, as well. She was the female See? lead in that one. I think. See?
0: And because they wanted to make sure that it was a full month of movies, the final week of March, they played Spirited Away again and Teen Titans Struggle in Tokyo again. Those movies must do well every time they play.
2: Well, and around this time, during the middle of the movies, they did the infamous 10th anniversary New Luck. Yeah. Oh.
0: The very night they played Hellboy Blood and Iron, Tom shows up looking like Thomas the freaking tank engine. <laughs> I do like that intro though, when he quotes Outlaw Star and he has the vid screens with the shows on it. And uh, I did like Flash and D. I thought they were they were all right. I mean, they weren't Sarah, who apparently sort of disappeared yeah. sometime in two thousand six.
3: And Sean Akins has been in hiding since. <laughs> Have they ever explained where they got the names Flash and D from? Like, is it a pun? Uh, No. Like, is it a Flash Drive? Maybe. That's why I always thought. Flash Drive and D Drive? Uh, maybe. No, Flash and D, Flash Drive. Oh. Yeah,
2: maybe. the. It should be pointed out that by this point, Jason DeMarco had virtually nothing to do with Toonami at this point. He was busy at Adult Swim. So it was all Cartoon Network and Sean Akins at this point, I think.
0: And there was definitely some Maguzi influence in that regarding having multiple characters talking to you and having a more colorful atmosphere.
2: Maguzi at this point was starting to fade away, so I think that they were starting to incorporate some Maguzi ideas into Toonami, which was still standing.
0: Yeah. Maguzi was on its last legs. As far as early in 2007, they lost a half hour to Naruto of all shows, which had had several (laughs) aborted attempts at a weekday run that I believe only got up to about 25 episodes in and then stopped. That may have been due to content.
2: One thing that, did happen around this time was that Naruto started running its original openings, which was a big deal to uh fans.
0: Yeah, they, um, they went from having that stupid rise opening to having Haruka Kanata without the proper footage for the mm-hmm. third season. And then when they yeah. got to the fourth season they actually started playing the right openings with the right footage. Which I was happy about because the fourth opening is my favorite.
2: Right here, right now, bomb! Sorry, good stuff there. I'm a geek about that opening too.
0: I, I quite <laughs>
2: enjoyed it. Good. That that opening awesome. is Naruto in a nutshell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, uh, like I said, Naruto had invaded Meguzi time space and took over five thirty because. Something I forgot to mention in 2006, Meguzi moved from its five to seven time slot to four to six. Now, something that should be noted is I don't think Toonami was ever four to six. I think it was always five to seven or four to seven.
1: Four to seven, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that kind of so. showed Cartoon Network wanting to pull back and get more prime time mm-hmm. and sort of push out the uh, action cartoons from that time slot which they eventually did of course but naruto yeah. being such a huge hit even though the content was very high for a 5 30 afternoon time slot they ran it they didn't do any additional edits and it capped off it wasn't technically in maguzi it had its own bumpers that were just not quite tsunami esque but Pretty close.
1: Hmm.
0: While Maguzi ran just an hour and a half, and I think it was like Pokemon GX
2: and Code Kids Next Door at that point. It was Mucha Lucha, I think. Actually. Oh
0: yeah, Mucha Lucha. GX that was, on was gone.
2: Yeah, GX was gone at that point from Maguzi. It was a Toonami only show at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Maguzi was definitely on its way out because it it just had really nothing going for it and no in 2006 Kobuyoko
2: they had was gone yeah totally spies was gone they it was it was subsisting yeah and the whole goal to
0: have a more uh shall we say female oriented afternoon block just fell apart in 2006 for the most part and they borrowed more shows from tsunami and then laguzi losing a half hour to naruto that was definitely the nail in the coffin Mm. right there
2: yeah and around this time they also switched over from the cgi bumpers to these flash animated ones as well
0: yeah clearly the budget was going to tsunami at that point yep and how because the honestly the animations for the 10th anniversary look were really good at the time and still look very nice.
2: No, I agree. It it was Pixar quality for the time on a fraction of Pixar's budget, and it was done in Animal it looks Logic, fantastic. right?
3: It was done in RenderMan.
0: Yeah, it was. I think it was done in RenderMan, but the studio was Animal Logic.
3: Yeah. Who later went on to
2: animate the Lego Movie?
1: Mm, nice.
2: Yeah, trivia for you. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Premiering the new look with a Hellboy movie probably <laughs> wasn't the smartest decision, as you said, Sketch, because we had the awkwardness of Flash saying, hey, kids, time for more Hellboy. Yeah, that that is just That's strange.
0: <laughs> just strange. Yeah. Just Strange. So right after that month of movies and the new looks arrival, which some people accepted and some people did not, Dragon Ball Z returned because it left Friday nights. Bummer, bummer that. Leaving Dot Hack Roots, which actually started late in 2006, early on Saturday mornings technically, but at the uh, late late on
2: Fridays around four, four a.m. I think four or five. 5 a.m. Eastern, I think. It ran with its full opening and uh, without any real acknowledgement that it existed. Mm -hmm. Mm. Definitely was probably part of a deal with Bandai that Cartoon Network had to fulfill but didn't want to.
0: Yeah, it seems like that was the case with all the .hack shows.
2: Yeah, after Signs bombed, everything .hack after that, was probably some grand contract that Cartoon Network had had an overzealous contract or something and mm-hmm. they were stuck well it was really
0: a a big deal at the time because it was a multi-tiered property there were video games I feel like there was a card game there was there was a big push and Cartoon Network wanted to be on board with that because hey it worked with Gundam <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm not just done to
2: pokemon and digimon dot was going to be the next one of those and it never really took off the way they wanted it to the video game didn't sell as well as it needed to dot Science signs didn't get the ratings that was expected of it yep. which but then again dot Science was slow what it's were
0: they exciting. expecting playing it on a saturday afternoon and then at midnight on a saturday <laughs> I mean, if they really wanted that show to succeed, they would have put it on Friday afternoon.
2: It, Hack Science is slow, so kids probably got bored with it anyway. Yeah, mm, but yeah. It, it was almost
0: it, inevitable that show was not going to work.
2: Yeah, B train, B train, anime. The studio for Dot Hack, for most of those Dot Hacks, was B train. They take a very slow and methodical approach to the storytelling. You can see that when you watch their most famous production Noir and Madlax and El Cazador. it's all it's all very methodical in how they do their pacing and they it can be slow and boring if you're not invested in the characters or in the story. So that doesn't trying to pitch a show like that for kids or even hiring a studio that's known for that, for a probably that's supposed to be sold to kids, probably was not the smartest idea.
1: No. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't.
2: Thought Hat Science did have an amazing score, though. I don't know if you guys touched upon that earlier, but when...
0: Definitely. Guys not, rush not talk, had science had fantastic music. Speaking I of questionable the... choices, Cartoon Network played the live-action Spider-Man movie. And yes, Toonami was a part of that. They had to play it on April 28th.
2: Yay.
0: I like that movie, but uh, why did they do
2: that? It's a good movie. I don't think it was as edited as the Tim Burton Batman movie was either.
0: No, I I think it was a lot easier to get on than the Tim Burton Batman movie, to be honest. (laughs)
2: I think it still had the scene where the people turned to skeletons from a goblin bomb, so...
0: Wow.
2: Don't hold me to that.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I ever watched it on Cartoon Network out of spite.
2: (laughs) I think I watched (laughs) it.
1: I can't remember. I I I watched it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And then they played the first Naruto OVA mission, Protect the Waterfall Village. They played this quite a few times. <laughs> Seemed like <laughs> yeah. yeah, anytime they needed to fill an hour.
2: <laughs> it did really well, I think. Yeah,
0: it, it did. It was okay. I w- kind of wonder why they never played any of the other OVAs, but maybe it was because of their short runtime. I
2: yeah. don't think Viz dubbed the other OVAs either. They only dubbed Waterfall.
0: Mhm. So it was just kind of a hour long Naruto special. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. another sad moment in Toonami history. Toonami gets preempted by a Pokemon marathon.
2: Oh, no. Oh. Was it partially preempted or entirely preempted? <laughs> entirely preempted.
0: preempted. <coughs> oh, so that was the first time. Oh, no. uh, yeah. That was when Cartoon Network had a massive Pokemon marathon over, I think, over an entire weekend.
1: Uh, Wasn't
3: this around when Diamond and Pearl came out? Yeah, I I feel like that was the case. And
0: after that, Toonami returned with Fantastic Four for five more episodes to, as we already mentioned, promote the Rise of the Silver Surfer movie. And then it was gone again. Just as quickly as it came.
2: Yeah. It I don't I don't even think it made it to episode thirteen, which was would be halfway through the entire run of the show. It wouldn't be until it ran out of order too. Yeah, Yeah. it wouldn't be until years later when Nicktoons Network had picked it up that we would actually see the second half of the show air on US TV.
0: I think Boomerang played all the episodes at one point. Did they think so too? Yeah, they also played more episodes of the Batman than Cartoon Network did, but only into the third season, I think. And another movie promotion stunts transformers cybertron had a marathon for the live action transformers movie which if nothing else got a cool promo with peter Cullen talking about the transformers
1: movie i agree <laughs>
2: yeah i think they ran the final episodes of cybertron i think or am i wrong
0: that may be the case let us consult matt's schedule archive which I have consulted many a time in this retrospective. Because sometimes Tsunami would do just weird things. Yeah. uh, Looks like episode 32, 47, 50, and 51 all premieres. (coughs) Or maybe just Tsunami premieres. I feel like at least the last three of those were Cartoon Network premieres. And when Fantastic Four left, we got Storm Hawks, which was previously airing on Cartoon Network Primetime as part of a premiere night initiative in uh, 2006. And then it got reran on weekdays. And it finally showed up on Toonami, which was kind of nice because it was a sort of a breath of fresh air, all things considered. It was actually the only... Show that had never been on Toonami before that year that aired on that year. <clears throat> Go figure.
1: Yeah.
0: I liked it. It was an entertaining enough show.
2: Yeah. I thought it was fun to watch. Doesn't have a lot of substance, but it was fun. And sometimes that's all you need. Meh.
1: It was all right.
2: I think the hero and the main villain. Which I think his name was Dark Ace. I think the same voice actor did them both. Yeah, I
1: believe
0: so. He's so he's literally
2: fighting himself every episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, That's there were fun. A, a few doubled-up voice actors, and you gotta love Scott McNeil as the as the Worrywart guy. It was kind of like oh, a yeah. throwback to Rat
2: Trap. <laughs> that, yeah, he was. He had the best lines, I think. Mhm. <clears throat> Mostly, he, he, you you. You think that there's only so many ways to say we're doomed, but they found
3: a, a new variation
2: of that for every single episode. So, yeah. It ha- it had some very nice comedic writing, not so much well with the dramatic writing, but Stormhawks never really wanted to be a serious show anyway, so
0: yeah. It just be a fun series moments, but it was it was just fun.
2: Yeah, it was fun.
0: It's a shame just, that just, Cartoon Network didn't finish the series, as often was the case at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you're just watching kids fly planes and shoot stuff down and just have a ball flying planes and airships. So well, there's nothing wrong with that. No.
0: In August of that year, they played Ben 10 Secret of the Omnitrix, which was the first Ben 10 anything to air on Toonami. That was the movie that sort of actually is the the uh, the finale to the original series, as I recall. And Ben 10 was an OK show, so that wasn't too bad.
3: How many years has it been on Cartoon Network now?
0: Uh, it's not on Cartoon Network anymore, but, but it, well, it but started it, in 2006.
2: 2000, yeah. yeah. So eight years. Thereabout. Eight years. Wait, or did it start in 2005? I remember it premiering around the same time as IGPX. Was it 2005? It was 2006, early yeah. in 2006. Okay, thank you. I already made my feelings on Ben Ten pretty clear on the last podcast, so I'm not gonna repeat them here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, and the week after that. Was the Naruto Hundo, the first 100 episodes of Naruto and Marathon from <laughs> August 17th through the 19th. And wow. that's that led to interesting things like Hinata bleeding profusely around 6 a.m. on Sunday morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it no, gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that was different. Mm hmm. Of course, Adult
0: Swim was also airing its usual time, so it was basically just Naruto for the hours that Cartoon Network operated.
2: Ah, okay. I also have heard that this was the only time that the actual third opening of Naruto actually aired on Cartoon Network, where it it had a fairly screechy-voiced female singer. But I don't know if that's true or not.
0: Huh. I honestly don't recall that happening, but I think yeah. I didn't pay much attention to that marathon other than I think prepared. it might be an
2: urban legend at this point, like the Cowboy Bebop test
3: dub. Hmm. I think it might be an urban legend
2: at this point.
3: Oh, we forgot to mention this. Uh, Naruto Episode 80 aired with an interruption. It didn't air in full because they were having technical problems Ooh. during that first night. That's right. And that was the
0: – was that the – It was the funeral episode. Yeah, the funeral episode for the
3: – And people were pissed because Itachi and Kasami appear at the very end, and we didn't get to hear them. Eh. Yeah. Of course, they eventually replayed that properly, so – Yeah, yeah. No
0: harm, no foul, but
3: – Actually, they had a North America on that week when re- when it returned, and they aired the correct episode. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And the week after that, Toonami played Mega Man Star Force, which was also on Jetstream, and they played it in a very strange manner that seemed to pack together, I think, six or more episodes into
2: two hours. I think it was basically a compilation film.
0: Yeah. <coughs> Not sure why Viz bothered to do that,
2: but. Probably Cartoon Network told them to do that. That's my only guess.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. I think around this time Jetstream also played the very butchered Ice Shield twenty one.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Five episodes only five episodes of that butchered version ran. It was very Americanized. Like from the good old days of the nineties.
0: Yeah, there and... were violent edits. They they actually spliced some episodes and yeah lots of dumb stuff like that but honestly the the script and the acting were pretty good so that's too bad mm.
2: yeah
0: yep august was kind of a weird month for tsunami that year and the week after that tsunami played a special which they were leading up to I forget exactly how long they led up to this, but they wanted people to uh, point out, uh, they wanted people to to uh, select people that they knew to give props. And they had a special in which they gave them their props, and that was called Props. Yeah, Props. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Live action stuff on Toonami.
1: It's kind uh, of a throwback
0: to the early, early days of Toonami, where they had the interviews with, skaters. yeah, skaters and, and stuff. And uh, most of these people that got props, as far as I recall, were were uh, young athletes. I feel that that was the case. I don't remember. Maybe I blocked it out of memory. It's okay. <laughs> And, boy, that was kind of foretelling of uh, something that would come shortly thereafter. But the week after that, they played the first Naruto movie, Ninja Clash in the Land of Snow. Twice. And that was the entire Toonami lineup.
2: It was, It's a pretty solid Naruto movie, I think. But I think we've talked about it. i I'm not going to say much more about it.
1: <laughs>
0: around this point uh dragon ball z moved from 7 a.m to 7 a.m from 7 p.m dragon ball z moved from 7 p.m to 10:30, capping off the block and moving a few things forward such as storm hawks was after naruto and that was before naruto and bobo bo and one piece were in premieres
2: yeah we didn't really get into this but uh one piece had returned sometime in february or march which one was it
0: uh february uh yeah it was february
2: yeah it it returned in february still in the four kids dub and
0: and in uh that same that same month bobo also returned but it was only off for about six weeks so, all things oh.
3: considered, that was a really short hiatus. And we well, want to know what's ironic. Uh, the first four kids' One Piece episode of that year and the last one of that year had the same episode title. <laughs> there are two different episodes, but they had the same episode title The Great Escape. That is Oops. laziness. And
0: didn't they have two episodes called Fantastic Voyage? Or maybe no. this just
3: one. No, you're probably thinking of The Great Escape.
0: Yeah, I probably am. So at that point, Tsunami was reruns of Teen Titans, new Stormhawks, an encore of Naruto, a new Naruto, which was often the case, Bobo Bo, One Piece, and DBZ. Earlier in the year, we had known that uh, four kids, actually the year before, we we learned that four kids had stopped dubbing One Piece and were wondering what was going to happen. At that point, and earlier in 2007, a wonderful thing happened. Funimation licensed the series and announced that they would be doing new episodes for Toonami starting in the fall. And there was much rejoicing! (laughs) Yay! Yay. And the long, long, painful year... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Leading up to that, as far as, as far as watching One Piece was, because it was like, ah, oh, we just gotta get through this, and then we can get to the Funimation stuff. And finally, yeah. after One Piece returned in February, and we sat through the terrible, terrible Alabasta arc, and equally terrible Rainbow Mist
3: filler. That was the worst part. The last few episodes were all filler. Yeah, it was like you just, couldn't just air Funimation One Piece a month earlier. It was just
0: agony. And at the tail end of September, on the 29th of September, One Piece, the Funimation dub, finally arrived for the beginning of Season 3. And right after
2: that, Bobobo Bo ended. Yep. Well, not, not exactly. Uh, the Bobobo Bo had a few episodes left, I think. It had three.
0: Yeah. But then came the crushing blow you you think it was uh. painful to lose three hours of tsunami a couple weeks ago try losing half of Tunami back in october of
1: 2007
0: oh. <laughs> now admittedly it was a good lineup it was naruto Bobo Bo for one week the last episode one piece funimation dub and good old dbz season four i believe they were in the cell game no not cell games they were in uh imperfect cell and then the following week it went into double canon naruto episodes until they reached the filler
2: the double naruto would stick from that point all the way until the final day final version of the block there was a lot of worries that they were not going to catch up to dubbing so we would be not only stuck with in filler but uh Filler reruns, but they the they managed to stay far enough ahead that the double Naruto premieres didn't stop.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. uh really. Uh, this this is both a good thing and a bad thing because on one hand, Tsunami lost half of its time. On the other hand, <laughs> Tsunami mostly lost fluff and at that point they were no longer playing pokemon or Oh. thank goodness and uh yeah so
2: they did lose storm hawks
0: they did lose storm hawks and that that was a shame but nah. that was around the time cartoon network was just done with storm hawks as i recall they started playing episodes on their streaming site at one point Uh, They did that with Code Lyoko also.
2: (laughs) They do that with quite a few shows. Yeah, Code code Lyoko's last season aired online only. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So it was kind of a shaky way to end out the year with that lineup.
2: The other thing about Naruto is that they were still in canon at this point. They were just finishing up Tsunade. And now they were going to go – there was a brief filler period, and then they went right into Sasuke Retrieval, which was probably one of the better anime arcs. So Naruto doubling up on it was probably a good decision, considering that we were going to go into the really intense territory here. And a lot of people assumed that Cartoon Network was hurrying the show along to try to get the Shippuden. Uh, Yeah. Which, of course, didn't turn out to be the case, but – that may have been the initial intention anyway
0: yeah yeah double naruto was nice at first and honestly i guess it wasn't even bad even when it wasn't filler it was still it was at least it was premieres <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but at this point it was all canon stuff still and they were they got into the sasuke retrieval arc which was really good and they were leading up to that climactic battle between naruto and sasuke so it was overall a very good block. I remember the promo that they did for it and thinking, darn it, why are they promoting Alabasta One Piece?
1: Uh they, yeah, there was Black no on no
0: there there was no on-air promotion indicating that One Piece was a different story arc, a different dub. I of course they wouldn't promote that it was a different dub. I mean, as far as anyone was concerned, it was still the same show, but obviously it wasn't. <laughs> No. But they should have yeah. at least promoted it as a different arc because
2: how how were people going to know? And One Piece's broadcast was interesting because they ran an English dub version of the full opening, an English dub version of the full closing, and the eye catches and the preview. Ran yeah. the whole show without anything removed at all. Well, the eye catches were only
3: one week. That was by accident. The rest of the oh. run didn't happen. Oh. Oh.
2: Okay, thank you. I thought I thought, yeah. So it it felt like Toonami was giving One Piece a lot of love for managing to stay around that lawn until somebody could who could actually handle the property properly mm-hmm. uh could take it over. So they were giving One Piece all the time
3: in the world a run. Yeah, they really yeah. were. Yep. You should probably mention why Tsunami was cut down because Cartoon Network was running goosebumps and for some reason that was doing well, so Yeah, super super well. We lost two hours to a repeat from the nineties of all things, a live action show from the nineties. Yeah that's and that is why
0: that is much more painful than what recently happened to (laughs) Tsunami. Because Yeah, I can understand them wanting to fill those hours with more Adult Swim comedy, but... Goosebumps?
2: Ugh. I would have rather had Cartoon Network cartoons. Well, Family Guy started in in the 90s, so in a sense we still lost hours to a 90s show.
3: I would have to disagree because we gained Rick and Morty and Robot Chicken when Family Guy was always there.
0: Eh, it's neither here nor there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, whatever.
0: (laughs) So two thousand seven. You know, in retrospect, I feel like two thousand seven was actually really a pretty good year. Overall. overall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! but still you had Prince of Tennis, Mare I don't say good I won't say one piece was so good, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) It got better.
1: Yeah.
0: It got better. better. It got better. And Bobo was always entertaining.
1: Yep. And you know,
0: pretty good movies. Lots of extra Naruto.
2: <laughs> hey, as long strike while the iron's hot, I guess. Oh, um, I I
0: suppose it wasn't. It didn't have the highs of 2006, that's for sure, but it didn't have yeah. the lows either.
2: Considering what happens to Naruto in 2008, all this Naruto love it was probably wonderful. In retrospect,
3: but that's for later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of retrospective, we didn't talk about this earlier. Uh, during Tsunami's, uh relaunch and for its birthday, they ran they ran some uh, cool montages of old Toonami promos and bumpers.
1: Yeah, they did. They did.
2: Now, because they had lost the rights to a lot of that programming, they there was a limit to how much they could show. I think they snuck. In one piece of Sailor Moon fan art, to acknowledge Sailor Moon's former presence, but most of the shows they were showing off were Johnny Quest, Thundercats, and DBZ. Yep.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah they had Actually, some sound there were... from other shows. Didn't apparently? Didn't they use some of that footage from the Digital Arsenal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did.
0: Wow. Because they didn't. I... They. They threw away those tapes. They uh, eh. had lost the
2: masters. Yeah. They threw away those tapes?
0: Well, eh. Some of that stuff they did still have on hand.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, why?
0: Well, you know, it's a big television network. They don't keep yeah. everything forever. A couple of partially good, partially meh, partially ugh years of tsunami. Over, um, and uh we we could clearly see the beginning of the end as uh as Jason said in uh the recent interview we had with him the original tsunami died from neglect yeah and that is clearly apparent
1: i yeah
0: i if yeah. if if not for the fact that they had these long shows zatch bell one piece bobobo Bo, naruto what what even would they have aired I don't know. Because at that point, Ben 10 was the only action cartoon that Cartoon Network was developing. And uh, Teen Titans and Justice League Unlimited were both done. Yeah. IGPX didn't pan out. So...
1: Megas is gone.
0: Yeah, Megas was long gone. So, yeah.
3: Was, well, uh, Clone Wars <clears> would <have> the <throat> bear the tsunami lasted longer.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, but that's
1: 2008
0: yeah. yeah i mean by then they ramped up their action programming slate with uh yeah. with uh quite quite a few more shows but
1: it was too late
0: this yeah they were yeah. largely relying on shonen anime
2: <laughs> and so uh, yeah. This pattern of relying on Lawn Shonen is part of the reason why there's a misperception that the Lawn Shonen is what killed Toonami in the first place, and why there is such a fear from both the old and new fan bases of the Adult Swim Toonami that if they take too many uh, Lawn Running Shonen again, it's just going to kill the block all over.
0: No. I don't and know. also, Naruto definitely didn't kill Toonami. Naruto's the reason no. Toonami existed as long as it did.
1: It was a good show. A
0: great show. Those shows, they were all doing really well for Cartoon Network. Hey, we have some ratings report from, I, I want to say, 2007 that said the highest rated shows with 9 to 14 kids. Among them, it was Goosebumps, Billy and Mandy, Naruto, One Piece, and Bobo Bo.
3: Bobo Bo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't count that show out. Yeah,
3: I mean Bobo had to do well and it ran its full course.
0: Yeah, it it did seventy six yeah. episodes. You know how many shows, Toonami didn't finish? They didn't finish Naruto.
1: They didn't finish Naruto. No. Oh, I thought they did.
0: No, no Toonami was
2: canceled before Toonami. Fin- was before canceled Network before Naruto didn't finish finished.
0: Naruto either. Wow. I the the number of shows that began and ended on Saturday Toonami is very small.
1: Well, I
3: need to go finish up Naruto.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobo Bo was one of the only shows Toonami aired in that era that they started and finished. And there were surrounding circumstances for shows like Zatch Bell and One Piece, so you can't really fault them for those so much. But it's just kind of disheartening. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't even finish off their own original on their block. No, couldn't finish that. They didn't finish Fantastic Four. They didn't air every episode available with the Batman. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. They, They kept trying different things and nothing would stick. And then I think they honestly just gave up.
3: I think part of the problem was they would change the lineup way too frequently during this time period oh the ratings aren't good let's pull this show with this show oh let's do this again you gotta give a show a little bit of time and movie preemptions probably didn't help at times too because they only preempt the lineup of movies a lot during this time period Mm -hmm. Uh, of
0: course for us older fans the movies were kind of a saving grace for tsunami with a largely meh lineup after the likes of igpx and justice league ended Yep. True. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's kind of a downer. But <laughs> I still say that that fall lineup was really good. I was, I was happy as a two down fan, with that Yay. lineup. Any other thoughts?
2: Um.
1: Thanks. I don't have any other thoughts. But
2: yeah, I don't really have anything else to say either. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. We'll close it out then. So, Arthur, tell us where they can yeah. find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter at, at Arthur Mesa. You can find me on my Ask.FM, Arthur Messa, and on Tumblr, Ar- Arthur Messa. And that's it.
0: That's Thanks. simple.
2: Mac. You can find me at MacAttack50 on Twitter, and I really don't have much of a social networking presence beyond
3: that. Alright.
0: And Matt. Alright.
3: You can find me on Twitter at the Matthew Paul. Okay.
0: Well, thank you gentlemen for joining me on this trip down memory lane, however rocky it may have been. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we out.
0: Until next time when at least I and probably some other people will be covering the death and rebirth of Tsunami with